Get out of here. Way back. He looks up. There's the cycle. You can put it on the board. Yes. A single, double, triple, and home run in one game. He is hit for the cycle. All right. Welcome back. The cycle. We have not recorded a podcast since SoxFest. We put a bunch in the can, so I hope you've been enjoying those episodes. I know we've been releasing them, um, you know, periodically. Intermittently. Intermittently. Yeah. I got Kevin Bozeman with me, and uh, we are excited about the 2017 season. Our first guest from the 2017 season mm-hmm. is Pat Tomasulo. Thank you. From WGN Morning News. Pat's a stand-up comedian. Pat does a lot. I know you guys know who he is. He's on the most popular morning show in Chicago. One of the most popular morning news show probably in the country. You're damn right. Oh, he's just coming out with damn yeah. right away. And you are you are what people don't know is you are huge in the did? black internet market for African Americans. Oh, yeah. You, they on they the love you. What was that? Uh, uh, you got so many hits from that. Yeah. He, Pat Tomasulo was doing sports radio and just... Busted in the R. Kelly and yeah, <laughs> what was the um the uh, the one I got all the hits on the uh, it's like the YouTube site yeah I, like What's World it? Star Hip World Star yeah World Star Hip Hop he yeah. was huge dude. he got hundreds of thousands of hits yeah. because I didn't he even just know this started yeah. well because you're white and you wouldn't yeah. really look you at don't World have any Star. soul <laughs> for those of you and we should clarify that you, Pat is listening what? this isn't televised I am white yeah. I am black. Pat is white. And Pat is white. And yep. Pat both goes into an R. Kelly. He just snaps and just starts grinding. He all snaps? grinding. All snaps? I, I lip synced and grinded the desk. I yeah, on, on R. Kelly. And then everyone and every black person on World Star Hip Hop adopted him as their favorite white dude. I, well, before uh, we dive we in, drove, I was going to lead to this. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. No, we drove up to Wisconsin to see my wife's family for Thanksgiving. And it was like a six-hour drive, and I swear to you, I spent three hours just reading the comments on World Star Hip Hop. Oh yeah, and <laughs> what were some of them? I don't remember, and it, me trying to repeat them wouldn't do it justice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or I don't know uh, if I'm. I don't know what a lot no, of the terminology means, but it was hilarious. <laughs> terminology, and uh, it was the most awesome thing. I uh, had Did ever they say read. you were off the chain? Yeah, you I was dope? invited to the barbecue. <laughs> you were invited to yeah. the <laughs> That's a thing. I'm barbecue. invited to the barbecue. All right, so I was going to get drive towards this. Yeah. So let's keep going this let's direction. Let's do it. We'll hold off on talking about the White Sox and your, you as a sportscaster in sure. Chicago. You've had a few things that have gone viral. You had a couple of YouTube videos that blew up big time. Yeah. One being the... Um, you know, talking to people, you're interviewing people, and you know, people are always at live shots, yeah. trying to get in the camera shot. And then yeah, you, I hate uh, those people. How many hits did you end up getting on that? I don't know, a lot, a lot, maybe a million. I don't know. I think so, right? Seven Over a million. That's awesome. Yeah. What was the other viral one? You had another one that went about. Uh I don't. Uh, that one, the R. Kelly one for the Olympics, and then oh, Gucci Mane was another one. I was lip syncing Gucci <laughs> Mane. Gucci <laughs> well, one of your rants recently? Oh, oh probably Kobe. That was one that got a lot, and uh, I don't know. I'm angry so often that it's hard for me to catalog is all there, the things I get upset about. Is there a way? About. Do you have a page where everyone can just go and find? Where's the best way to? Yeah, find I probably where you should have one of those, <laughs> but uh, where? I got a lot to do. I mean, I uh, on my personal web page, but I haven't updated that. Like you most. are 
true to your point of view. People. You're very true to your point of view, and and, yeah. and and that can be polarizing a little bit. I mean, yeah. I know you're loved in Chicago, but you get some. You hear from people that are ticked off about some of the things yeah. you say. Do you get some pleasure out of that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> especially like when they're really atrocious looking beasts and then I can make fun of them on there. So, you know, like if, you know, is that the secret of the success of WGN morning news? Because it is rare for a sh- TV morning news show to be as big as you guys are. Well, listen, I mean, like if you're on TV and you don't have a point of view, people are still going to hate you. They're going to yeah. hate you because of your hair or because you don't like your Wait, tie. Did you hear what he just basically said? He basically just said, look, if you are ugly, <laughs> I, I, I want no, to attack those are, you. I want well, to only because it's easier. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, it's all, like I was saying the other day, like it's on social, it's always like the guy who's 58 years old posting pictures of his black lab on Facebook all day. That's yeah. the guy that is right. going to attack you. Right. Like, stop posting pictures of the Constitution and do something with your life. But you, you engage some of them, but some. I don't engage much. Yeah. I don't. Like, the only time. Well, it's like, because you hear it so often. It's only like, it has to hit you on the right day, you yeah. know. And if I, like, see a person who's writing something to me and I go on there page just for the fun of it and you know they're a train wreck then yeah i'm gonna have a little fun with it yeah, yeah. but i don't normally you have a great team at wgn and you it's have the best great chemistry but you don't get a ton of help producing your pieces necessarily i know that you you have shooters you have some people yeah. that edit but you drive that right well yeah i mean because it's you know we i still work in a news station so it's not like i have news it's not like i have comedy editors or comedy producers who i can give something to and say hey make this Funny because I mean, there's some guys who probably could, but they're not comedy people. They're news people. So it's for me to find the funny spots in the timing of a piece, I have to edit it myself. When did you decide to not be just a cookie cutter sportscaster and you know do the highlights and and tell the scores and dive into this you know like kind of like let your personality really shine through yeah. like being a sarcastic? I would you know yeah. I want to say asshole. You can say it's the internet. Say whatever you want. Yeah, you, I mean you are a jerk. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you. When did you decide to do that? <laughs> <laughs> when did you embrace it? Yeah. When did you start doing it on stage? When did you start doing it in your podcast? <laughs> we, no, honestly, I'm kidding. But yeah, yeah, yeah. When did you decide, like, hey, I'm just going to. You know what I think it was when I was, my before I was in Chicago, I was in uh, Buffalo and I was doing. Buffalo's a great town. You like Buffalo? I have a lot of buddies from Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, I like Buffalo. Yeah. Del, uh, Chippewa Street? You getting his, of course. Little, Chippewa, it's the only street. You get a little wild, Street, get a little wild on Elmwood street. Avenue? I like towns that have a lot of civic pride. Yeah. Buffalo people. Well, I would say like Buffalo is like a tinier, economically depressed Chicago. Sure, yeah. Right? I always called it the Milwaukee of New York. Yes. Yeah, That is right. my thing. Dude, yeah, yeah. I always said that. Milwaukee and Buffalo are so similar. Yeah. yeah. So it was. I was in Buffalo, and I was doing like a Buffalo Bills locker room a couple of days a week. And it was just like, you know, every day you'd get there and be like, who'd want to talk to you today and who's going to give you – you're just sticking a microphone in front of a guy's face. And I was yeah. like, I could, I could send anybody to do this. I mean, not that – you know, it's not – the day-to-day stuff was kind of getting a little How old were you yeah. when you started there? Because Buffalo's a good market uh, to cut your teeth, right? You were, were in the Rhinelander about, before that? I was in Rhinelander before that, and then I was in – I got to Buffalo. I was 25, I think. Wow. And I was there for uh, three years, and I came here. I was 28. And then I, yeah, I think I started, I mean, our show is so, so uh, the model for is like, you can step in and do kind of however you want to do it. Like our show is yeah. so comedically driven 
And then once I started getting away with some stuff and nobody, I didn't get in trouble for it. And then I just ramped it up. How'd you hear about the Chicago gig? And had, had you been to Chicago before? Yeah. Well, when I was in Wisconsin, we used to come up here when we wanted to see like down yeah, people with teeth down here. Yeah. People with, people with teeth <laughs> and like, uh, you know, women my own age, you know? So we would come down a couple of times. Uh, but I had never, I'd, I'd spent a couple weekends here. Yeah. And what was your impression when you, when you moved here? Oh, I loved it. I mean, I loved Chicago before I even moved here. It was, it's a cleaner New York. I, I come from, you know, I grew up in New Jersey, so New York was our city out there. And this was the closest I'd ever seen anywhere. To, to, to New York. Home. Yeah, yeah. And it was clean and people were nice. And, and you studied broadcasting in school here. and it's something that you, yeah. Because you're always into sports, I, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I I started in college as a uh, a bit. This is like t- turning into a real interview. It's a little. This is. I mean, I know this some is of what the things, we do. I know, I know, but I know some of the things I've talked to the two of you about in the back of a comedy this is sixty club, minutes, man. And this is a whole different tone that's making me a little bit uncomfortable. But I'm going to keep going with it. We're about to bring your parents also in know here. that there's yeah. no alcohol involved, and that changes. <laughs> yeah. When we're in a comedy club, there's alcohol involved. This time, it's we have water and coffee, so it's going to change our tone. What was it? What, what, what other part of my motivation were we getting into before I? You know, well, I think it's interesting because as you grow older, like you're you're a fanatic when you're younger, and yeah. you're, you're idealized sports too sense yeah. and you just like idolize these guys and now you've probably met so many of the people that you grew up idolizing and as an adult you look at it differently sure right? yeah and you don't you don't retain nearly as much as an adult yeah. like i can still name like the starting lineup for almost every world series team from like 1984 to 2001 right right because sure. that's, that's right. all right. you're doing in life is watching tv yeah. and being a kid mm-hmm. like you're you're an adult you have a job and you have a family and you have responsibilities like i can't remember you know i can't remember who won i looked the at years. the starting lineup for the Sox 10 minutes ago and i can't remember the order right now which is a good thing <laughs> so it's like you know when you're a kid you're so fanatical but it's yeah, I mean, I still enjoy it, but it's it's never the same as when you're a kid. And it's more business now. Oh, it's totally different. The, you know, I mean, the, the rules have changed so much and the access has changed. And, you know, and that's why you have to do, like, you know, that's why, like, I try and do sports the way I do sports because we're all doing the same has stuff. There, has there been, though, one time where you had to interview somebody and you were kind of like, oh, man, I get to meet this person? Has you ever time been, have you ever been like, Stunned or like starstruck? Yeah, starstruck. Uh, I'm trying to think. I like Kevin was at a bar the other week and they were doing a Captain Morgan promotional event, and Captain yeah. Morgan was there. You met the Captain and Morgan. Kevin flipped the out. fill-in Captain Morgan or the real, the full-time Captain Morgan. <laughs> Is that a real patch? You missing an eye yeah. for real? Was he? No. Yeah. That's got to be a letdown, then. Huh? Be a letdown. Yeah, so, right. should have taken one of them out, made him a real <laughs> Captain Morgan. <laughs> Captain Morgan. His real his last name wasn't even Morgan. I don't know weird. that I was like ever. Uh, I don't know. It's been a while since I've st- been, not not really necessarily starstruck, but guys that like you're before you're interviewing them on live TV, you're you're like you're just a little nervous because you don't know how off the rails they're gonna go. Yeah. yeah. You know, like when you have Dennis Rodman on your show at seven thirty in the morning. You know he doesn't want to be there. You know he hasn't slept. <laughs> can you in seven stop, can hours? Can you combine your way home, Dennis? And you don't know, like you don't know what what the hell he's going to start talking about. So or, how did that go? And the fact that he wasn't he was, even scheduled and he just showed up. <laughs> he just showed up, and we made eight minutes for him. I don't remember. It was so long ago. I think he was good. He was very subdued. Like he was very, like pretty shy. Like I think he is a pretty introverted guy. And in that atmosphere, like I think he was pretty quiet. He was pretty. 
But there's got to be there's got to be some pieces that you do when you you leave the studio and you like call your parents and tell you, hey, I just interviewed. No, nah, they no? don't care that much. My father would rather know about the restaurant I ate at the <laughs> night before. <laughs> you didn't place good lately. You've gone good Italian places in Chicago. What do you? You've done. That's some- all we talk about is where he's eaten, yeah. his customer service conquests, and who died. That's. All of our conversations. It's the same. It's customer service conversation. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, so, you know, I'm talking AT&T, and they give me my bill, and I know it's $11 more than it should be. And I'm trying to argue with her. She's telling me, no. I said, let me speak to your supervisor. <laughs> I got my $11. That's every phone call. And then have. our generation is like, what is it worth? Is my time worth spending uh, an hour on the phone with AT&T? Like, I would pay $11 oh, to yeah. not do that. Yeah. Or like if he's gotten a good deal at a restaurant, like that's another one. That's yeah. 10 minutes of a phone call. <laughs> you go to the Chinese buffet, they got sushi, they got a grill, they got like 52 hot items. Nine ninety five. you can't beat it. That's you're, it. That's you're it's upbringing, and you've said it because you've been out to uh, to my house on the south side and been yeah. the, doing shows in that, those communities. The only you said it's is the very accent. similar. It's yeah. exactly the same to where I grew up. Exactly. I mean, the neighborhoods are the same. The districts are the same. The way people act, the way people talk, it's exactly the same. So moving to Chicago, that was probably pretty easy because you came up from... Yeah, well, I mean, I moved to Boys Town first, yeah. so it wasn't exactly <laughs> the same as where I grew up. But what? yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> what were your... <laughs> you know, I mean, it was a little different. You have to figure out who you are as a person. Yeah. What were some of the teams that you enjoyed covering? Let's talk about just covering the White Sox. You came here in what year? 05. I came here in July of 05. I was telling somebody today when I was driving in, it's like, uh, like it feels kind of like uh, it's October weather, right? Like that, those cold mornings and it gets like into the 50s sure. this time of year. Like I remember that first, you know, I was here two months when they went on that run and it was huge. Obviously, we traveled every round of the playoffs and we were here three times a week in the morning. And that's kind of like every time I come in for an opener or for like a, you get that you get same that feeling. feeling. Yeah. yeah. And then you go into the same remote that you've done 12 times, and that feeling washes away quickly. But for like a good minute and a half driving in, I yeah. had that feeling. But coming into one of the biggest markets, you're young. Of and course. You're, you're spoiled, like World Series. Oh, yeah. Gate. So I had, I think, so I was here the first year, 05 was uh, the World Series, and then Bears got good. Yeah. Went to the Super, Super, Bowl, Super Bowl. And then the Hawks got good. And then Did the you Cubs. go to Miami? I did, yeah. Well, back up from it. Did you go to Houston for the? Oh yeah, you traveled. Yeah, you were there. And yeah. the um, Houston's terrible, by the way. It's not great. Yeah, oh, it's, it's awful some time there. <laughs> it's like oh, it's just malls. That's all there is. Strip malls everywhere. What was what was your experience the night they they won the World Series? The night they won, I'm trying to remember. I was in the, uh, I was in the locker room, and I think Neil Cotts shot me in the eye with a champagne cork. No, <laughs> it was it was somebody. I got blasted in the face with a champagne. Cliff Polite. It was no, it was no, it was it was Cots. It was Cots. Yeah, uh, it was it was great. I mean, it was you know, it was Did awesome. You find yourself like seeping into like more the party mode than no. I mode? think it was more of those like I can't believe I've been here three months. I've already seen yeah like this kind of history made. It's not you know it's not like the Yankees winning World Series or the Cardinals winning. You know, it was a momentous thing, but it was a lot of pressure too because it takes you a while when you move to a new market. Because not just knowing statistics and players, it's you know it's knowing nuances, it's knowing yeah. quirks, it's knowing the fans. So like to be thrown into that kind of even who to interview, who or who to try to get to right interview. that too. You know, it's just you get thrown into that right away. Like it, it was a lot of 
It's just we're in the boardroom and this uh, intercom. This is a functioning world. Real work happens in here. This this is a major league. So yeah, it was it was crazy, but it was it was awesome. It was awesome. Now, when you um, you go from that to like you mentioned the um, the Bears, but then the Blackhawks went on that run, and you did some funny stuff with the Blackhawks too. One of my favorite things is when you had the. you're walking around with the case with the white gloves yeah, in Boston. Yeah, Stanley Cup case. And saying you had the Stanley Cup there and you kept <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We did, we, the first time we did that was in Philly, which was fantastic. Oh, we yeah. just got an empty camera case uh-huh. and we slapped NHL logos all over it. And my producer and I dressed up in black suits with white gloves and sunglasses <laughs> and just carried the case around town and people were taking pictures with it thinking it was the Stanley Cup. Oh, man. And we would drop it and we would kick it and we'd be yelling <laughs> at each other. Um, that was so fun, too, because when they first, you know, before McDonough and those guys took over in Rocky were, it's like, yeah, I mean, obviously everybody knows how bad they were and how, you know, the games were on TV. And, but when they took over, like, the media access was so great. So it was like I would come up with all of these ridiculous – and GN got a couple of games that first year, just a couple. The first year we've gotten more since, but – it was like uh, any cockamamie, ridiculous idea I threw at them. They were like, yeah, yeah, that's good. We'll do that. Really? Yeah. And like they give you know, like Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook yeah. and Patrick, like big name guys. Like right. it, wasn't, it wasn't like fourth line guys or, right. you know, guys that were. And uh, that was fun because they were so, you know, and they still are fantastic with the media as are the Sox. I will throw that out there. That's not just a company. Yeah, the White Sox are great about They're like the they, they have in mind too though that it it matters. Like you of have course to connect does. with the community. Yeah, but I mean like, it was like and you have to cultivate that relationship with the media and at the time the Blackhawks didn't really have Yeah. So it was like they and they, they still didn't have much do, relationship with the city. Yeah, they still do bend over backwards for it, but back then it was so easy to get everybody to say yes yeah. to everything, you know? So sure. that was so fun and to get them so good so fast <laughs> while you still had that window of you know, what? them saying yes to everything. So now that the the White Sox has pretty much admitted that they're looking to rebuild, what's going to yeah. be your angle now when you're when you're talking about the White Sox? Like, what are you looking for? Have you figured that out yet? Well, I mean, it changes on a day. I never am the kind of guy like I don't uh you know, I I go in on a lot of people, but I don't go in on like the way guys perform. Like I would never. Uh, I'll, I'm always fair. I think like if, if the guy has a bad night, I'll say he's bad, and I'll never say like a guy sucks or a guy yeah. is not good or he's. Right. Not, I'll never. I'll, I'll just say like, oh, they had a crap game or he was a disaster last night. But I, you know, it's it's exciting because you know the whole thing. Like I was telling somebody today, like you know, looking through like the starting lineup, you have five guys making their opening day debuts and there's still that party that's like all right well if this guy you know i mean tim anderson could have a good year you know yeah if, if quintana you know and this guy hits like you're rationalizing in your head there aren't well, yeah, a ton. Abreu, like if Abreu comes out he's just right i mean he had a great start yeah he had a good end to the season so yeah. it's like you're looking for all these guys like all right you know and if this guy if, you know, he might be all right you know they could do you know and may could be all right in center field and so there's not like nobody's expecting them to go out and win the pennant so yeah. It's not like it's been stated that they're expecting it to be a well, rebuild. It could so the risk trick you into it could trick you into not wanting to make moves too if they do take some teams by surprise and say they're hovering around, you know, if they're over five hundred, right? Towards, you know, then you're like, well, do we hold on to these guys? I don't. know. Well, that's a problem you want to have. Maybe some guys you hold on to. I mean, yeah. Quintana's contract is such that so it's pretty team friendly. Yeah, I mean, maybe Frazier you don't, but exactly. If you know, I think yeah, that's it's a tough decision. But if that's a decision you find yourself in and who's June? Who's the baseball team you grew up liking? We're gonna get into that. 
Yeah, why? I don't want. You're going to get killed. Why not? I'm going to get killed. Yes, I am. The Mets? No, I don't go for the Mets. Are you crazy? Yankees? Yeah. yeah, I was a Yankee fan growing up. Oh, you were? Uh, You're going to get killed. See? <laughs> what are you making me do this? Murder you. me do this? Oh, my God. No, that's all right. What the hell are you doing to me? It's all right, my man. It's easy it's to be right. a Yankee fan out where you grew up, you know? We always like to, when we have guests on, we like to know who, who they like. Yeah. Who were their, their favorite players? You're probably like a Mattingly guy? Yeah, I loved Mattingly. Okay, relax, yeah. Pat. Mattingly. Man. <laughs> what do you think of the new park? The, the Yankee well, not, Stadium? Yeah. The I've Yankee never Stadium. been in it. I refuse to go in it. boy. Are you serious? Yeah. They didn't need a new baseball stadium. Well, it was you fine. Were getting fired up. That's stupid. Well, more money. it's historic. It's hard to... I just don't... They didn't need the, the, the extra revenue for luxury suites. Yeah. They didn't need the extra revenue. They had their own network at the I think time. They, I think they did it strictly to... This is my theory. They built it like that strictly to market Alex Rodriguez in hopes that he would break the home run record as a Yankee. So they made I'm smaller. sure that was a part of it, but now it's like it costs you $90 to sit in the upper deck there. It's ridiculous. But they got fresh fruit, and this, they got better well, food, there you right? Do they have fresh fruit? They do. They got different Have you been there? Food I went to Yankee Stadium to watch the White Sox play the Yankees. Well, I bet the stadium was half full. Because people don't show up for the games now. Because it's all corporate people and nobody's no... Real fans. Yeah, there's no passion there. Yeah, I get that. You know? I get that. I accept that as an answer from you. It yeah. sounds real. I don't want to sit with a bunch of rich guys. <laughs> all right, we're going to start to wrap up here with... Uh, with That's it? We're done? Tulip. No, well, I want to talk one more thing about... Because there's so many facets Let's get deeper. Um, stand-up comedy. Let's do... Uh, stand-up comedy. Yeah. You are and have become a, a really great stand-up comedian. Thank you. Uh, you've worked all over, you know, we went on a road together once, Pat and I. We did. You've taken over the city. You get up all the time. And it's hard with your schedule because you're working nights. Talk yeah. about uh, why you got into stand-up and what you're enjoying about it. And then I also want to talk about your event. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think I got into stand-up for the same reason a lot of guys do. It's just an emotional void that was probably created during my childhood where I was <laughs> seeking approval. And, uh, That's fair. Right? That's a fair and, assessment. Uh, I needed I, I need <laughs> <laughs> I needed the uh, approval of others basically to yeah. validate myself but uh, also cuz it's fun you know uh, <laughs> uh, no I always wanted to do it I always thought like a, like an idiot I always thought like oh I could probably do that it seems kind of easy Do you ever it's get crap easy. from journalists or media people are they curious about it they're like what are you doing like what do they understand No it? it's actually the opposite like, I think most people are intrigued and yeah. want to see it that's been very good, and I hate to even bring it up because I haven't had many, uh, I haven't had really any instances of people being like, you know, complaining to the station or complaining to, uh, you know, because you yeah. know how in comedy now, if you say, you're going to, anything you say now in a crowd, you're going to offend 10 people, right. right? I mean, it's like, even even if you're crushing, there's at least five people in there yep. who are going to be offended oh, yeah. and who are going to, you know. But, but you're no uh, stranger to offending people. That's no, your, yeah, that's your I, thing. I think I think that's I think that helps me in comedy is that they're like, well, but, I've heard him say worse. But that's great though that you know they see you as this news guy, like and they're like, oh, now he's gonna try to do stand up, and you're like, oh, oh, oh no, I'm actually a stand up. Yeah, like, it's still like like that's still dri- and that drives me nuts because as much as I get up. You know, like I've been doing this seven years, and there's still people who have no idea yeah, that right. I do it. Like I didn't know you did. Sure. You're going to talk about sports the whole time on the stage? Is that what you're going to? It's you funny know. going. And I get it. I get it. But it's like when you're, you know, when you're in clubs three nights a week and you're, yeah. you know. Yeah. You were talking about, uh, you know, I know you guys are so well recognized in Chicago, but even the reach of WGN, you, you've gone, you, you get recognized like out of town. You go places. Yeah. People just. Yeah. I mean, I've, because this show is, I mean, so many people who, 
are either uh, from Chicago and who, and who have moved or like if we're on vacation, we've we've like we were in Italy and there were people yelling out WGN are you serious? In, oh, that's in Florence. Really? I mean, it didn't help that I was wearing a shirt that said Tomasulo on the back. That exactly. <laughs> it was like it was like seven in the morning. I was going out for coffee bedhead right and there's like a tour group you get that look like when they walk by like of recognition what shirt do you have that has your name on it I, the chicago fire gave me a jersey <laughs> i wore it to bed i woke up from bed and then i went right across the street That's past the tour group wear you a soccer jersey in, in a chicago fire pat thomas oh it's jersey. so comfortable wow. it's that that lycra oh, oh it's like wow. a second skin <laughs> and i look good in it too yeah like a little whatever muscles i have left are kind of showing through yeah. the lycra yeah it's nice the stand-up, uh, your schedule, work in mornings. I mean, you are constantly yeah. busy, dude. But yeah. you also have so much. You wonder going why on I'm so angry. So all much the going time. on at home with your wife, who yeah. has a constant battle on her hands with. Uh, wow! Did you hear that segue? Trigeminal neuralgia, neuralgia. and uh, we're doing an event on the sixth. No, because yeah. I, we've connected on this before. Yeah, of course. You know, it's it's real, real life stuff, and, it, yeah. and it's hard. Um, talk about that. Talk about your event, and talk about how you are. Trying to help people, yeah. Not so just your wife. she uh, she has a disease called trigeminal neuralgia, which is a it's a disease that attacks the trigeminal nerve in your face, which controls all the sensation on one side of your face, and it's uh, medically it's classified as one of the worst pains known to mankind. It's uh, if anybody's had nerve pain of any kind, it's it's pretty brutal. Well, this is on a scale that uh, is pretty indescribable. It's uh, you know electric shock like stabbing um you know knock you to your knees uh pain that she gets every day um so it's it's uh it's you know it's a debilitating thing it's a disabling thing she doesn't work you know most people who have it uh, to her level can't um and uh there's you know there's not a ton of treatment options for it the medications are brutal the surgeries are brutal so we do uh we're part of a foundation that raises money to fund our own research projects. Um, we got projects that we're funding all over the world. And the biggest fundraiser we do is the comedy show here in Chicago, Laugh Your Face Off, which we've done. This is our third year now. Um, and depending when this airs, uh, it's Thursday, April 6th. It's sold out, but we have a silent auction that we're doing online at laughyourfaceoff.org, which the White Sox were generous enough to donate a 20-person luxury suite. Yeah, they're great about that. And Frank Thomas agreed to watch a few innings with the winners. Oh, yeah? So if you're interested in that, and there's another baseball team that donated some stuff too, but when they invite me on their podcast, (laughs) I will talk about it. Uh, and the Blackhawks <laughs> gave us a, like a meet and greet with players and like just a crazy package. We got 10th row tickets to Hamilton. We got some uh, golf outing with a helicopter ride to and from the course. We've got like every, every one of our prizes is just bananas. Uh, behind the scenes with the WGN Morning News and lunch with me, Larry, Robin, and Paul. Um, so anybody can bid on it. You don't have to be at the event. And, uh, and then depending on how funny we are, uh, we're going to have a one-hour TV special at the end of April on the 23rd on WGN at 8 o'clock. Oh, I didn't realize they are flipping it that quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. We mean there. I'm flipping it that quick. Tell yeah. them, acting like I have a team. Tell them who's the lineup on that. Oh, uh, it's me. It's Pat McGann. Yeah. It's Mike Toomey from Mike the Toomey. WGN uh, Morning News. It's uh, Leon Rogers from WGCI. 
uh, Megan Gailey. GCI 107.5 going live. And Conan. That's Chance. And Dwayne Kennedy. Who's been on everything. Who's been on everything and is yeah, yeah. That's one good of the line. best. That'll be fun. You did it last year and yeah, crushed. Fun. It was fun. Talked about your teenage son and all of his ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you go to laughyourfaceoff.org at any time. Yeah. Anytime. The, yeah. the uh, auction ends Thursday at around 8.15. So sign up now and that way you can get updates. Because your wife, Amy, is just she's she's beautiful incredible. and just the kindest person. And I just hate that yeah. she has to go through that and live with you. Yeah. It doesn't make it any easier. <laughs> no. No. No, so yeah, I'm, I love that you're doing that, and uh, I love that you're doing that, Pat, with me. We appreciate you, you as I mentioned, you're a busy man, so we appreciate you sitting down with us. Yeah. And, uh, what time is it? Um, right plug your time. Twitter. Pat's a great follow on Twitter. He's got a ton of followers. He's at Pat Tomasulo. That's it. At Pat. Are Tomasulo. you guys going to keep going after this? And, and you uh, get rid of me, and then it out, stops. Or check him out over. on WGN. We got some technical stuff. You know how. All right, that's I like. could do like another three minutes. Is you know how that's like. If you know. That's all right. You're done with me. I think we're good. We're bringing in Rich King. That's fine. <laughs> and, oh, you guys know Dan Jim Ross, Rowan. the uh, wrestling announcer? Yeah. We just booked him for the show next month. Oh, you did? I love Jim Ross. Yeah, you, so, yeah. that was another thing you had Remember that kind of went viral. The, Your Hogan thing. Oh, yeah. 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 Remember with Mick Foley and, and was it was it under? Good God Almighty! <laughs> Good God Almighty! As God is my witness, he is broken in half! I love that guy. <laughs> That's our wrestling fan oh. base. All right, Pat Thomasulo, thank you for joining us on The Cycle. 